Let's go ahead and set the record straight. No, David Maddox is not a swimmer. He's not a pool boy. Not now, not in college, not ever. But I'm not going to let a little thing like the truth keep this intro from owning the hilarious moment a few minutes into this episode, born of my shallow research and preparation. When it comes to scripting an intro, there's just too much to work with. Not to stroke his ego, but David is currently making the biggest splash among development officers, not just in the College of Engineering, but all of Auburn University, breaking the school's record for major gifts secured in a fiscal year. So let's take a dive with Dave into the deep end of development deals. But P.S., if biographical accuracy is what you're after in a podcast, don't hold your breath. Or I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Getting, the best podcast in all of higher education, brought to you by the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering, Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. I'm Jeremy Henderson, communications specialist and something else. Uh, joined by always, by always, joined as always, Either I'm a communications specialist, a nickname. Uh, joined by always, I call him always Austin, <laughs> always Austin, <laughs> always Austin Phillips, acting director acting. of said office of uh, marketing and communications, and we today have with us a rare treat, it's a rare treat, a record breaker, a record holder, heavy hitter, a heavy hitter. In the Seamugan College of College of Engineering's Office of Development, Development Officer David Maddox. David, thank you for joining us. Now, what is the scuttlebutt? What are all these whispers in the hall about up and down the what are all these dirty looks you're getting from your colleagues uh, these days all about? Tell us what has happened recently in your life, professionally speaking, that would warrant uh us uh, you know doing an interview with you i've seen him with this huge chain on it's like a turnover <laughs> chain walking up down the I, I don't yeah what is this what's happened here well um we just finished up our fiscal year we run till september 30th and um at auburn we get to count uh committed proposals committed gifts at the university that are uh dollars above and this year i uh, broke the overall record with 43 commitments the record was 40 held by held by carol ann fowler who worked in our college of business so i was That's able to break good. it this year now when when you talk about a major gift what is a major gift it's any commitment that is a minimum of twenty five thousand dollars broken wow. out over five years so it could be five thousand dollars a year for five years but it's um, anything twenty five thousand and above wow so there's um lots of alums that are committing committing big gifts to us and um we we really just have benefited from this, and there's a couple reasons why. Um, Exxon Mobil changed their matching gift program this year, so that pushed and motivated a lot of our Exxon people to make some gifts. Um, Casey Wade in our office and I actually closed a lot the last few weeks. Thirteen of those from me and him came uh, the last two weeks of the year. And then I worked with a group out of Birmingham that they had a really special cause. They uh, – Made a lot of a lot of guys. Six guys got together, and each of them made gifts to support a friend of theirs who was um, battling a disease. And we were able to get the gift done before he passed, but he passed away. So that's where a good chunk of my numbers came from this year, which was really it was one of those things where everything falls in line and in place, and it worked out really well. So 
Seems like it's one of those deals, like, you know, when your daughter's selling Girl Scout cookies and you're just trying to... Oh, Lord. Are you trying to sell Girl Scout <laughs> no, cookies no. already? It just seems like a lot of these things are kind of like, hey, let's help, you know, hey, will you buy something for my friend? He's trying to set a record kind of a thing. I mean, is there some charity going on here in, in terms of... Or, or, or is this legit? No, no, no. This is legit. <laughs> That's what I meant. Like, I mean, did you do it? Or was this like somebody? That's what I was say, did, you, did your mom call somebody oh, and be no, like, hey, no. we need you to help point, David out? Well, my, mom, point, my mom doesn't even really like to use cell phones. So. <laughs> at what point were you like, were you like, you know what? This might happen this year. Um, probably the la- about a month and a half or two months to go was when Exxon made that announcement. And I was, I was knew that I was going to be somewhere in the 30s. And the college had a record of 34, so I thought I could get to that. Who held that? Um, Margaret Arnold had that. Okay, awesome. She had that. Awesome. And so I knew I was getting close to that. But when Exxon made that change, it, it really flipped a switch in a lot of our people because to them to get that match, they had to do it before October 1. So that really pushed and motivated them to get, the, get it in and get some stuff done. It was, it was really cool. I actually closed a couple. One was from a couple in um, Nigeria. And then we had, the farthest I've ever gotten, we had one, a gentleman who works at Exxon that's an Auburn grad that did one all the way from Japan. So we did all this communication. Did you go over there? No, no. I wanted to. But you didn't go to Nigeria? That would be oh, cool. That, I guess. I'd rather go to Japan. Or Japan. Both of them. <laughs> well, I was probably, we should have started off with this. But when we talk about development, development has different meanings across different industries. It can yeah. be software development. But when we're in talking about development, higher education, what are exactly what are we talking about? Yeah, the the simple term for development here is we are specifically fundraisers and alumni relations for the college. We we take um, a passion that an alum has and connect it with a way that they can make a gift that's meaningful to them. Um we have a lot of really passionate alums, I mean, and you guys have probably talked to some, interviewed some. Uh, you guys really help us a lot, especially putting out these great articles and magazines and and different things on them. You're welcome. Come on. Now. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't do it without y'all. Um, throw in that too, but yeah, we're uh, we make the check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, late, okay, later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> make it forty four, friend. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but, I thought it had to do with adolescence for the longest time. No, no. <laughs> We've been trying to develop Jeremy for was, a year. Yeah, for a year. Like, you know, He's turning into so a grown man. It's, yeah. it's happening. Did you get your 90-day approval right? Did he go through that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everything worked out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, but we we help these people to find something that they're passionate about and and you know tie their financial support to it. So give us an example of that. Um, what the the most uh, common example are scholarships and what an alum we go out and we visit people we go to Birmingham Atlanta I mean you name it we go across the country and we will meet with individuals you know who work for companies or individuals that are Auburn engineers and we'll ask them you know we, we basically know that they've got some kind of lenience towards Auburn and we'll ask them you know what what's a way that we can connect Auburn back that's meaningful to you and a lot of them want to come back and they want to they want to see, speak to students. They want to come back and come to campus and get tours. And when they do that, if we get them back on campus, it's pretty easy to sell. Like if you get a cupola student to take them for a tour and they tell them about, you know, my scholarship really benefited this, then they'll start asking questions. You know, well, how did they get this scholarship? How did they do this? Um, once we can get them into an explanation of it, we tell them like, hey, you know, it's really not that hard. You can do this for 5000 a year for five years. And then it sets up an endowment and that endowment will generate uh, interest will then will be awarded to a scholarship student from from here on out. So that's kind of the our most common 
Yeah. Hmm. So, In- including our uh, senior director, uh, there's what six uh, full time development officer, major gifts officers. Yes. Um, in our office. So, how do you? Is it just a free for all? I mean, you just hey, let's go, let's go find the alumni, or how, how do you guys divide things up? How 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 is that done? We are divided by territories. We specifically looked years ago uh, when Ed Lewis was helping us with our office. We divided out the territories based on where the alumni population is, and sixty um, percent of our alums are in the state of Alabama: um, Birmingham, Atlanta, Huntsville. Um, I think Mobile's got a good chunk. I mean, there's a there's a lot in the southeast. Most of our alums live. I think I heard this stat. It's only between four and six hours um, with it from Auburn, uh, I guess, so they can make the trip back for football games. Um, but we we focused that we broke it out, so we're not all on top of each other. There's three of us to go to Birmingham, three of us to go to Atlanta, uh, four or five of us to go to to Huntsville. So we we don't we're not a free fall. And then we take we'll run uh, kind of some data and find all the alums that are in the area. And we kind of divide it out over if we know these people or if they're in a certain part of the city and you know who who may work for one company or not. Because uh, like myself, I work with some individuals at Exxon, and so does Casey. And Casey and I both go to Houston. So, Well, speaking of Auburn alums, right? I mean, you're one yourself. Yes. Right? Weren't, you a, weren't you a pool boy? Didn't you? Wait, am I wrong here? Didn't you swim? No, 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 no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I mean working. Where you worked your way through school as a pool boy, right? <laughs> that's what I. I that was my roommate. Was, actually, my roommate was a lifeguard. Your roommate was a lifeguard, and, he, and he's an idiot. Why did why so, I think you were a swimmer? I have no idea. That's Jeremy. Drink, drinking that? can be a problem. Was it Dan? Dan's the swimmer. Dan likes to swim. Speaking of Dan, I totally thought I, you I were told, a swimmer. I said, I told Dan, just saw him down the hall. I told him we're <laughs> going to talk about him. Uh, Dan Bush, uh, how long was Dan here? 17, 17 years. years uh, raised over $70 million yes. in his time here. You and Dan have got to become really, really good friends. Yes. Uh, you know, Dan, he's really part of your family. Um Talk about the impact that Dan has had on this college. Dan recently retired. He's come back working uh, part-time, uh, really kind of helping the college, helping the university. Uh, but just talk about the impact that Dan Bush has had on this college. Oh, man, it, it, it's hard to put into just summarizing. I mean, he's worked on more big gifts that impacted students than anybody in our office. I mean, he worked on um, – a big gift from Alabama Power, some big gifts from some individual alums, some room naming, some building naming. So, I mean, he's done a lot. And the the impact and the relationships he's built are been – I mean, he's friends with people from the Board of Trustees members, from individuals who are real high on our council. Um, it, it's just been amazing how much he's – how much of a, of a touch he's had on everybody. And he started this – when he started 17 years ago, and I guess 16 of those were in engineering, when he first started, you know, his background as an engineer really helped him because he is an industrial systems engineer graduate, and that really helped him connect with engineers had more. A, had a long, successful career yeah. at Alabama Power. Yeah, 33 years at yeah. Alabama Power yeah. before coming to Auburn. So, What did you – you know, you came over your your career path, uh, as Jeremy mentioned, you Auburn graduate, but you worked as a coordinator uh, first in development. I, I did. I did. When I started in development, I worked in the uh, alumni center at the uh, what was then the uh, major gifts and regional development office. And it transitioned to more of a regional development where the guys who were there traveled pretty much outside of the state where they didn't um, they didn't focus on local kind of Georgia or, or or Alabama. So they did a lot of traveling and they could visit anybody from an engineer to a business grad to a nursing grad. Um, and then 
we got a new vice president, some transition happened, and I, I got lucky and um, was drafted over here, which was really cool. And I was a coordinator for a couple of years and worked with our Eagle Society, which is annual gifts of $1,000 or more to the college, and then transitioned up to a, a development officer. What did you learn from Dan once you made that transition to be a development officer? What are some of the things that you learned from him that you still carry with you today? Oh, one of the uh, it's it's a learning lesson. I think is really is really um, the most impactful thing, or the the what we're hired to do. Sorry to stutter through this. Is you got to ask people for support. You got to ask them to hey, will you invest in the college? If you don't do that, you're never gonna you're never going to bring in any money to the college or any, any gifts or any support. Um, Dan took a very much a business approach to these things. He developed the relationships, but once it was time to sit down, um, you sat down, you talked, you looked over whatever options they had mentioned. If they'd mentioned scholarships, if they mentioned naming a room, um, you know, we talk about ways that they can do that. And then you say, you ask, you know, will you invest in us and will you invest in the college? And and it is an investment, not, not necessarily just, we're asking Hey, come give us money. Come give us money. No, we want you to help and provide money for <clears throat> for engineering and for Auburn. But we also want you to come back. We want you to talk to students. We want you to be on campus. We want you to come to tailgates. We want you to support the college. We're not just we're not just money, 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 as some people are. But we we really do want involvement from everybody. Well, and you guys do an unbelievable job because not only are we raising, uh, especially this last campaign, raising you know as much as athletics is raising over two hundred. 20, 240 yeah, $240 million. But we have the most engaged alumni we do. on this campus. Yeah. That bar none. Uh, you see that when they go work uh, for companies. They make sure those companies are coming back recruiting. You see our career de- uh, career development office now is just booming with companies knocking down the door to come get our students. So you see that connection with those alumni. And uh, you, you guys are making a huge difference. When you bring them back these days, when you, what, what are the things – What's the thing that people are thinking is the coolest that's going on here? When you bring them back and they're looking around and like, well, my goodness, I had no idea. What is that? Um, one of the things, I actually had an alum that came from uh, Georgia the other day. He brought his brother who was from South Florida. The brother had not been back in 50 years to campus. Dang. So this was a total shock for him just to see the Shelby Center and the new Brown Copal. And we went to Brown Copal and went and took a tour through there. He was amazed at the number of students that were in there and my and basically, he's like, you know, we used to have to go to the library and study. And he said, if we didn't go to the library, we were in the bottom of somebody's old old house. They didn't really study much in the dorms. I guess back in the day, it was harder to study. But he was just amazed at how the students were. You know, they were in there. They were studying. They were using it. And they got to <laughs> – they didn't have to go somewhere to get something to eat. They were there. They could go to a cafe, the cafe in there, get something to eat, sit back down and study. Um, the writing on the wall was what blew him away, though. Um, there was there was a studio. This is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These like, are writable surfaces. Writable surfaces. Yeah. He was he was it's all the graffiti away. in there. Yeah. Already. It just really got him going. I mean, his wife almost took Windex in there. Um, no, he was like, "What is like she the doing?" Creed stuff, you mean? No, no, no. The the students were in there. There was a young oh, lady in one of the study rooms who was working one of her uh, like some kind of problem, and she was working it on the wall, writing it on the wall. And it doesn't, you know, like like on the glass surface, not the actual board. But she was writing it on there, and he's like, "This is amazing." You know, we we never would have thought or, or even imagined something like that fifty years ago. So that was pretty cool to see somebody that hadn't been back here in a long time. So did it work? Um, we hope so. <laughs> I hadn't been back to see him. <laughs> we'll go ahead and put so. a little pressure on him right That's here right. on the podcast. <laughs> Call him out by name. That's right. <laughs> well, talking about um, living what you preach, living what you do. Uh, 
you and Stephanie, your wife, you have an annual scholarship that you established a couple of years ago. Yeah. Why was it important for, for the both of you to give back? Um, my wife is really a bigger giver than I am. She really wants to help out, you know, kids at Auburn and her real passion is actually, um, um, really underprivileged kids that in foreign countries. And we give back, uh, we really wanted to support students cause we know that the money is going to go to a student that has a need. That's what our scholarship is for. Um, we didn't set it up. We took a, a little bit of approach where we set it up for a student who was not, doesn't have to be the brightest, but is a good student makes good grades. Good swimmer. Good swimmer here. To go back, David was a cheerleader. Yeah. A cheerleader. A cheerleader. He was not a swimmer. I was a cheerleader. I knew you were something. Yes. I knew to- you were totally something. different. Yeah. Totally I was, different. I was a cheerleader at Auburn back in the day. But um, anyway, back back to the point. You you guys are you give Yeah. We give and really it's more of a need based scholarship. That's kind of our main criteria that she or excuse me, our scholarship student be a need based student who um who's Got decent grades. They don't have to have the best grades. So you kind of patterned it after yourself. I was yeah, about to say <laughs> mostly. As long as mostly. they look good, <laughs> and, and you didn't have to. You didn't have to preface and say Stephanie's more of a giver. I've been here five years and I'm still waiting on the deer jerky. Yeah. <laughs> I've got zero deer jerky now. Angie Limpke down in the office, uh, right. the dean's office. We'll, we'll her husband it. Bobby, it, you know, he hooks me up. But that's right. But he kills like thirty deer a year. <laughs> so I know so. you learn. You learn from Dan. You learn from other folks who are here and everything. But so, let me kick you a scenario. Somebody sh- shows up some new hot shot immaculate linkedin profile like just looks like they're going to come in here and start taking names they you take them under your wing right hey, david is the senior member down there you now. are now that, the senior that, member that's what's the craziest thing five years ago you're you know, like 24 or you were right? the, you, you were the low man on the totem pole yeah, and, that, yeah. and then now you're now the most senior up. man yeah. so but like so what do you say when they're like you know hey mr maddox you know like what's the secret to your success like what what do you tell them when they ask you that like, how are you doing it? I mean, 43? That's it, right? That's the number. 43, yeah. 43. So 43, like, how'd you do that? How do I make it to 44? Well, really, these 43 were not, there's one, only a couple of them that were kind of new, like, in meet individuals for a first time and those guys. All these, most of these were people that have given before. And starting starting out, it's, it's you got to build these relationships and you got to see people. I would suggest persistence and getting going out and seeing people and getting out on the road is a bit, it's the biggest thing we do. If you're not out seeing people and connecting and making relationships and telling, telling them what the dean needs and telling them what the college needs and what our students need, then you're not going to bring in any money. You can't bring in any money sitting, sitting in your office. So get, just making sure you're out on the road as much as possible is probably the biggest thing I've learned. Again, going back, what what you guys do in a time when state appropriations are down, um, we this university would not survive if it was not for alumni, corporate partners, support. Uh, so you guys being able to to go out on the road, uh, and again, it, like you say, it's not, it's not sales. You know, we're trying to build yeah. relationships, we're trying to build support, um, but having those relationships, being able to talk to people, is vitally important. And we we wouldn't be able to do what we're able to do if it wasn't for you guys. What's the biggest check you got? Hmm? Biggest gift ever mm-hmm. for you. Not not you know the I mean the I understand the Browns and the the Gavins and the Waltoses and everything. Are you in on that action? Uh, no, no, sweet no, no, action. No, no, no. <laughs> no what, what about what about for you personally? What's the biggest uh, check somebody's handed over to you? If that's how it works, so they mail uh, it. I don't know well, how it works. The biggest gift I've ever secured is two point eight million. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot too. Okay, what what uh, what was that? What got that guy going? Or lady? 
they were uh, they were very involved. They've been in, they've been very involved with Auburn for a while. Uh, members of our foundation board, members of the alumni council, um, you know, and and part of it was they were redoing some things in in their estate, and they took care of Auburn in their estate. So that's where that came. Have from. y'all ever worked on any kind of profit sharing idea? Like for other employees within the college, not necessarily a scholarship <laughs> per se, say, but they like call a, that salary. Is that <laughs> <laughs> salary, right? Indeed, legal. <laughs> whatever, it, whatever it takes. We wouldn't be here without them doing that. <laughs> David, thanks so much. Congrats on the success Thank and the guys. big number. Can't wait to see what's uh, next year. I'm sure you'll just smash it because now the expectations are oh, high. Yeah, forty-four. No. I mean, right. God, forty-four, bum, forty-four or more. That we need shirts or more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One last question. <laughs> Greatest professional wrestler of all time? Um, in my opinion, it has to be Sting. Okay, wrong. Hulk Hogan. But War Eagle, David. <laughs> War Eagle, David. War Eagle.